0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Community Decoded, the podcast where we explore the intersection of community and technology. I'm your host Supriya and I'm thrilled to welcome our special guest for today, Kevin Newsom, the Head of Community at Triple Whale. As we navigate through the ever-changing landscape of community building, Kevin will share his expertise on building and maintaining a thriving community, including the challenges and triumphs that come with it. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax and get ready to entangle yourself in the fascinating world of community building. Are all of your members customers? And if so, how do you pull them into your community? What does the triple wheel community look like and what do you guys do together? What kind of space, activities or projects do you guys hold?
1: So you said, um, are all your members customers? And if so, how do you pull them into the community? The answer is the vast majority of them are. So it's set up as a um, as a perk, like it's a members only community. And ideally, like the idea is you're supposed to be using Triple Whale to be uh, to have access. We do uh, create there. We we have mentors who run a few of the channels in our Slack community. So it's like I'll have a. Oh, I've got a guy who um, runs an agency where he works with influencers and UGC. We've got another guy who just does Google ad stuff. So it's like, there are conversations that are um, germane to those particular areas of interest that are adjacent to um, uh, what triple whale does. And it occurs to me that I haven't really told you guys what triple whale does, if you don't know. So basically, we have a platform slash dashboard that uh, helps consumer so people who are running ad campaigns online um sort of stitch together attribution of the of, of people who are buying it like who are so sorry short version of a long story so when uh ios 14 and a half went through and uh apple allowed everybody to opt out of being followed around by your ads um it really messed with facebook and all of their subsidiaries and so the facebook pixel doesn't attribute uh, sales as well as it did. And so people were really having a hard time with that. And so the triple whale has its own pixel that lives outside of that that walled garden and we help them get better data. So that's essentially what we do. But anyway, yeah, we pull them into the community a, full, a few ways. We have um, real estate that's actually in the dashboard. So if they've never been a part of what we call Narwhal Nation, um, again, many whale puns, uh, you can click on that and jump in um we also uh we we invite people who are not in our community to some of our offline events and then we do like sort of there's a flywheel effect where we also talk about the community some and through our social channels which i do not run but my colleagues do and um and create additional uh, you know fomo or interest that way and then what the community looks like in terms of what we do together and what space activities or projects that we hold. So our clientele are um, primarily uh, e-commerce and direct-to-consumer entrepreneurs and also um, agencies who serve those types of businesses. So those are the people that we're working with. What we do together varies. I do have a, you know an AMA schedule that we run regularly with all of our different contributors and I bring in special um, have special conversations with folks who don't run those conversations or run those channels but are experts in the space as well um, and we do create these uh, offline opportunities together. We're also doing just a bunch of stuff that are um, designed to bring people together uh, and and create additional opportunities or avenues for conversation so um, I'm hosting a pickleball tournament for e-commerce pros in a couple of weeks. Um, we're also hosting a two-day creative conference that we call Creative Palooza. That's happening on the on the on the tail end of the right after the pickleball tournament. We actually brought in a bunch of influencers and created a, a reality show called DTC After Dark. Um, I'm hosting a two-day educational conference with sort of a little bit of a tongue and cheek award show on the end of it in January called the Whaley's. Um, we do all kinds of stuff, so. It's fun, there's more that we want to do, but um, but we uh, try to lead through our actions and then and make ourselves available when people have.
0: What are some of the ways you encourage people to start communicating with each other in the community?
1: Couple of things. So basically Craig works for a company called Empire Flippers has created a community where um, you got some initial uh, feedback from the surveys and um, other uh you know, the way that you were reaching out in the very beginning, um, emailing your constituency, you had over a hundred who replied to that. You've also got uh, a discord community where it looks like you've got about 20 active users. Um, and so your questions are, were essentially like, is the goal of the community a little bit off? Um, and it, we're not landing with people. Are we uh, not offering the right content for people to want to engage or are we on the wrong platform? And i think those are all really interesting questions i will cop to the fact that um the triple well platform lives on slack i'm not a discord expert i've monkeyed around in and discord enough that i'm slightly dangerous but um but i'm not an expert on running communities on that that platform with that said one thing i think that you ought to probably investigate is like are is your community actually more active than you think they are I say that because uh, in our community, there's a lot of DMing that goes on. So it's like sometimes even if uh, they're not uh, outright raising their hand and being public about it, they are communicating with each other in ways that create additional value and sort of stickiness to what your community is all about. So if there are ways for you to to be aware of those metrics, um, or to when you in, in when you talk to people about what you're doing. Um, Find out about how they're communicating with other people in the community. So that may very well be the deal Uh, in terms of your community being too broad. I think the best way to figure that out is to ask people, right? Like just talk to them about what it is that they're, you know, why it is that they're there uh, and try to to serve that. You know, there's a lot of talk in growth marketing about you know North Star metrics that also, in my opinion, sort of happens in community. I remember when I was at Yelp, like our North star was always local. We would celebrate local at Triple Whale. It is, you know, essentially like healthy e-commerce and direct to consumer brands. And so those are the things that we talk about. Triple Whale is sort of the conduit for those conversations, but but not always the subject matter, if that makes any sense. And then with regard to the platform, you know, again, it's like, I would feel, I think it's great that you're doing these things with sub communities and starting small is really smart. Um, I love that you guys are getting you're getting high quality feedback that people are saying that they're really enjoying them. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think be OK with those being the size that they're going to be and growing them organically, growing them at the pace that they're that they're supposed to grow. And then also, like we just play around with the way that we engage our communities. So sometimes I'll you know DM everybody individually, thanks to Thredo. And. Uh, And I've seen just a a spike in um, what we call community hangouts when those things happen. So there are lots of ways to get the attention of the folks that you're uh, that you're working with. And the best thing that that I would or the thing that I would suggest is just uh, keep those lines of communication open, be authentic and excited and engaged and curious about what it is that they care about. And a lot of times they'll just tell you. So anyway, it sounds like you guys have a lot to celebrate. And um, and I would just emphasize um, patience and uh, and just learn as much as you can about what makes the people that you serve tick.
0: How do you maintain a healthy feedback loop for the community initiatives that you guys do at Triple Way? How do you ensure that community members can reach out to you and help you improve consistently?
1: I uh, love this question. I think it's it is super innate and uh, can't be stressed heavily enough, uh, super important to make sure that, um, that we're creating easy to understand opportunities for them to reach out and connect. So some of that gets done through, you know, I did set up some um, automation drips when people sign up and even though that's coming from me i also usually include an at myself in in those particular situations and then i've taken to i think one of the things i mentioned in an earlier snippet was that we've taken to doing some bulk dming um and i try to create opportunities for folks to reply to me directly and encourage those replies uh to me directly and it's like one of these things where it's like, uh, it's a numbers game, right? So it's like, if I send it out to like, right now, I think we have something like 1700 members in our community. It's like, so I may get a, a small percentage of responses. But if the responses are really great, or very specific, or they sound like questions that might be also on the mind of other members of the community, love those, and it's really an opportunity to surface them. So sometimes, you know, what is it fortune favors the bold, sometimes people will raise their hand and, uh, and other people, you know, it gives us an, a, a, an insight into what they're facing in a way to help them. You know, the other thing is, is that I think I mentioned that we do a little bit of matchmaking, and I want to do more of it. That's why I'm going to um, continue uh, politely asking for um, some additional uh, tools and thread to help us uh, sort that but one of the things that we've been able to do that's kind of cool is that in addition to things like the blue whale group, where we took these, these users at a certain financial threshold and put them all together. We also have a private group called ladies of Ecom That's just for the ladies in the, in the group and they have their own meetups and they have their, like, I really try to stay out of that. In fact, I have a, I have a um, colleague who runs that on our behalf and, um and we just try to support them and get out of the way. And the questions that that come up in there, like we just had somebody who um, her businesses, the business that she was working for isn't gonna be there anymore. And so she's looking for a new role. And so she popped into Ladies of Ecom and got two job offers. So those kind of things are cool. I had somebody approach me about starting a Spanish language one, which I uh, would not, I, I would only, if i ran it it would be hilarious but uh, inefficient so we need to find somebody to spin that up but i i find opportunities like that all the time and it's through engagement and just being available i do a lot of uh one-to-one touching base and so that that has so far uh, worked really well for us is
0: community an independent team or a sub part of growth or perhaps marketing also do you have separate budgets and goals as compared to the business marketing or growth teams
1: um i do roll up to our cmo and one of the things that's been really terrific in my in this situation is like he has a real firm grasp and enthusiasm for the difference between community and marketing and there there are times when we support each other right so it's like we'll mention through our social channels when we've got an event coming up on the community side and community will um will help Support our product releases, which sometimes are which are not only released in the community but also out on social. And uh, we do encourage folks to take certain actions uh, just to uh, uh, create again create some additional dialogue. Um, we do have our own budgets and our own initiatives. Uh, and I, I guess the important thing to you know just to sort of uh, reinforce here is that we don't shy away from helping marketing or growth if it makes sense like in the case of new product releases but again it's like typically as long as it makes sense through the lens of community to have those conversations we're totally all open to having them i just really try not to i don't want to come off sounding like i'm selling so that's the deal triple
0: wales offline events create a massive fomo in real life versus online events what's your take on which one is more impactful for the community
1: what a fun question yeah we uh we hope that our offline events create some FOMO. Um, we certainly uh, try to curate them in a way that are, it's just going to be a fun, engaging opportunity for people to get together. And again, um, sort of not to like belabor this point, but it's like we try not to over program them. We just uh, want people to spend time together. And, uh, and then I just essentially try to, to um, ask them as many questions as I can and ex- enjoy spending time with them and get to knowing them or getting to know them. Uh, you know, I think one thing that's really important uh, on the on the heels of uh, these conversations are just trying to create actionable next steps where it makes sense to do so. I do think, I think I mentioned before, like there can be a little bit of a flywheel effect where it's like you sort of take coming out of these events and then people are we saw a real uptick um, just in European users in general, in our community after we did our, our event in London. And so it stands to reason it's like, you spend a little bit of time with people and um, and not just the ones who were there, but word gets around. And uh, and so that's exciting. And then kind of as a, as a, as an adjunct to that, you know, we're finding that adjacent like geographical communities are also interested in doing things because it's like, they they'll hear about, yeah. You know, they start to understand that these are the type of things that we do, and that we do want to have a like a substantial dialogue with them, or at least we want to help them have dialogues that can can help them solve problems and move their business forward with whoever else in the industry uh, can help them get there. So it's like when we were in I'll use uh, Toronto again as an example. When I was in Toronto, I uh, we got I got back. From that trip, and I got a note from a guy in Ottawa, where Shopify is headquartered. We do a lot of business with um, with stores on that platform, and uh, he was just he basically said, "Can we do one here?" Well, when I looked at the cluster of our clients in that particular area, there's weren't enough of them for us to justify doing everything that we did in in Toronto. But it's a great opportunity for us to um, to spin up uh, or to support. Um, an ambassador program and so that's what we're doing is like we're looking at markets like like ottawa like um orlando and um other cities that don't start with o to uh bring in speakers to bring people together to create local support tributaries so they can have conversations and um and you know essentially the water rising for all boats together. But yeah, we do. We do want those to be fun. I do um, coach our photographers a little bit uh, to shoot them. You know, if there are shots available that that really look like a good time that they're making sure that they capture those and then we just, you know, try to let our hair down a little bit.
0: What are some community initiatives you take at Triple Whale? And how do you measure the success rate? Also, how do you involve your community in the product roadmap and iteration?
1: Yeah, there there are a part of what we set out to do in the very early going was to connect with customers and fans in authentic ways. I mean, obviously that's still the case, but we tried to do that on a on a manageable scale. Um and we also tried to do it in some ways that showed that we were aware of the greater Uh, impact and sort of district like physical distribution, geographic distribution of the people that we work with. So we created a sort of team roadshow where it's not really roadshow is probably not the right term for it. But I mean, like, basically, we looked at the clusters of folks that we work with in metros around the world, and we basically put together kind of a mini tour. And so this year we have we have gone to and hosted events in uh, New York and Toronto and London and I'll be in LA in a couple of days to do the same thing to spend some face time with the people who are um, who are there uh, engaging with uh, with our platform and trying to solve problems that are pretty common one of the things actually it was kind of interesting when we went to London I had somebody ask me like Will there be like, are you guys going to present anything? And we're like, no, we're literally there to spend time with you and get to know you and understand you and your journey and your business's journey better. And then we try to walk the walk with that on the back end. So there are, it's not to say that there are no business metrics, because it's like, obviously we're looking at overall engagement and we want them to continue to be, you know, happy, um, users of our platform, but. Uh, it is that goes that is hopefully a natural byproduct of the relationship that we're building. We also use those conversations to determine other initiatives. Like, um, I had a guy that I met in Toronto who uh, said, My business is really successful, but I don't know what I don't know. How do I meet other success, like folks who are kind of at the same level? And so we put together um, what we call we're very fond of whale puns. We put together something called the Blue Whale Group, where it was all businesses over a certain threshold and um, use that sort of sub community and brought them together physically in real time, put together two days worth of mastermind content. And then we spun that off into um, regular virtual meetups and they're very tight, those guys help each other a ton. So um, those are some probably, there, there's some quantitative ways that we measure, but they're definitely qualitative. And then um, with regard to the product roadmap, which you also asked about, we do have a channel for that. So people can ask those questions directly and they get not only answers from me but they get answers from our customer success team they get answers from the c-suite they get answers from the development team so anyway we're uh, we try to be transparent and um, available
0: what are some of the key learnings from the past that you've been able to apply in your current role what are the similarities or differences in the approach of both yelp slash triple whale towards being community focused
1: Great questions here promote ask, uh, what are some key learnings from the past that you've been able to apply in your current role? And what are some similarities or differences in the approach of both Yelp and triple whale toward being community focused? Those are great questions. I would say, you know, the key learning is, um what we're really talking about here with community building is relationship building, right? Building that sort of relationship equity and trust over time. So I'm always looking for common ground. And so with Yelp, I was always looking at, cause we were celebrating local things. I was looking for, um, things about my city or the area that I was in to celebrate and in um, conjunction with the people who are in that community at, at Triple Whale, you know, Like, for example, this time of year, a lot of these entrepreneurs and and agencies are, you know, have their head around trying to get their head around um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So it's just like understanding what they're concerned with, listening to those concerns, helping them to close the loop as often as as possible is pretty important. So those are the things that we try to do to um to keep the conversation going and provide real value.
0: What is a secret recipe to building an engaging and successful community?
1: That feels like the million dollar thing, right? So um, in, in the simplest terms, again, it just all comes down to um, relationship building, genuinely caring about uh, what, you're, what you have in common or what you're trying to help uh, members of the community solve. Being a, it, you know, listening will never be underrated in a in a community and consistency. I think is really important. Building trust takes time and effort. And again, consistency to, so, you know, you really have to dedicate yourself to um, both listening to and hearing what people are saying, you know, the, the analogy I'm probably too fond of analogies, but one of the best analogies I think is like, you know, kind of the idea of the party host, right? If you think about like the best party that you ever went to and how the host at that party you know maybe who if you didn't know very well made you feel comfortable right away and um helped answer questions or connect you with other people who had you know shared uh experiences or worldview or just were just fun i think that we're in a similar situation where we can really provide a lot of value and i think the you know just keeping yeah the the idea in mind that uh we're here to help and help people help each other i think is pretty powerful
0: what qualitative and quantitative metrics do you consider to build the community that you guys are building at triple whale
1: it, it's funny too because the the qualitative metrics i think are it's like the, the thing that i um find myself gravitating to is like well how do you measure love like how do you how do you measure how much they love you um Yeah, I think there are a few ways that you can do that. I think um, one is you look for them to take actions that that uh, convey brand trust. Right. So we have one of the things that we have is uh, like I have a private channel with our customer success team where it's like I'll just float questions up to those guys that maybe I don't know the answer to or that aren't directly correlated to a to a mentor channel. And they answer them for me when they get a chance to. And so uh, there's a. There was a great graphic. And I don't remember who put it out. And I could guess but I would probably get it wrong. So I'm not going to try. Um, there was a, a great graphic that showed a correlation in communities between the number of times or the or the percentage of times that the loop gets closed to an open question and the overall satisfaction of those communities. And to those of us who do this for a living, that may feel like, oh, that's super obvious. How come I mean, but it was uh, eye-opening to the people on our um, customer success team who are just like those guys are doing heroes' work. They're just in the weeds, literally, just uh, dealing with the worst parts of of issues, and then just to see that 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 what they do really helps people trust the brand and is reflected in our community. I think is and 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 what I'm doing is is super gratifying, um, both to them and to me yeah so we're looking to build trust. Are we answering their questions? um, the other thing is like I look at independent sentiment, right? so what are they saying about us when we're not talking to them directly? uh and some of that bubbles up on social, and we've got stuff that helps to monitor that stuff. We also keep a uh Twitter wall of love where um when there are some things that get shared that are um sometimes flattering or fun or like just. Uh, convey the brand in ways that that we really appreciate um, on that platform, we'll drop those in there. And then, um, you know, I'm also keeping an eye on the feedback loop, both during and after community hangouts. So it's like, so we've started doing these virtual meetups where basically and the way that I built these, I'm, I'm happy with the way that it's gone so far, but there's a lot more we want to do. I'll bring a mentor or an expert with me. And so essentially, it's like, we spin them up as an opportunity to get some questions answered live or throw darts at one of our experts, so to speak. Um, But what they really are, are not just that, but they're also a chance for these guys to spend some time with each other. And then we look at the type of interactions they have, or how active they are, or what types of other questions they have, or if they're just like dropping emojis on things that other people say after we spent time together. And it's like, it, it has been really powerful and then quantitative obviously we're looking at the overall size of the community what those engagement numbers look like in shorter and longer windows and then i'm also looking for um to try and get a uh this is an ongoing um opportunity but it's like we try to look for things that are triggers to greater involvement so it's like when i was at yelp one of the things that we noticed were that like people that were active in the community within a 30-day window, we're more likely to be active again in other ways. So we just, I use that as kind of a, as a reminder to myself that um, sometimes activity does breed activity. And so we look for opportunities to help encourage the same.
0: That's it for today's episode, folks. We want to hear from you, our dear listeners. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for our future episodes, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at communityartthredder.com or by DMing us in the Community Champs community. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more electrifying episodes of the Community Decoded podcast.